0: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera.
1: Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the to Tehillah Community Podcast. My name is Ryan Cabrera. I'm your co-host, and I am here with Pastor Nick Plummer. Good to be here. In Studio B, again. The gospel. You know, praise God that we have such a good Studio B, and we you get to really be here. Do. You know, it's outstanding.
0: There's a lot that goes on right here.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Absolutely. There's
0: dancing, there's rapping, there's... <laughs> All kinds interviews of stuff with Orthodox Jews,
1: <laughs> with with Torah the, portions, offerings. Oh man, messages. Yeah. yeah, this is a good spot. You're it right. Is. This is this is. Maybe we should take our shoes off. You know, we've got a
0: congressman it. right here. That's true. True. Tony Dungy, Dove Award winners.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Super Bowl winning coaches. That's Dove right. Dove Award winners. That's right. This is a pretty cool cool spot to be in. And then there's us. Let's do it. You know? All right, let's keep going. So uh, welcome, everybody. If you're watching, then please hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook or anything like that, please uh, go ahead and like the page that we're on and share it to uh, your friends and family. We really appreciate the help getting the word out. Um, it's just the way that we continue to grow and continue to move forward. Um, you can visit us at our website at twopraise.net, praisenet and you can get all kinds of info about uh, the Torah portions, Hebrew roots, all that kind of stuff there at our website. So uh, a couple special events we have coming up next Monday night here at Beit Tehillah in Brandon. uh, We'll have a live and in living color, Mr. Avi Lipkin uh, coming to speak at our congregation again. And then because of that, we're not going to be doing Matthew chapter six next week. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a special episode on the prophetic significance of Hanukkah. So that's right. Antiochus is You know, in the past, but Antichrist is coming to Hanukkah. He's coming to town, yeah. So what's interesting about that is a lot of people don't even know the relevance for Christians to Hanukkah, and we're going to actually be taking it even a step further to the prophetic significance of Hanukkah and why we should be paying attention. Amen? Awesome. That's right. But before we get into all that, that's all future stuff. This week we're studying Matthew chapter 5, second half, chapter uh, verses 21 through 48. We're going to begin by reading verses 21 through that's 26. Right. This
0: is about anger and reconciliation. So I'm going to be reading right out here the King James version here. <clears throat> Let's see Matthew 5:21. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift." Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Wow. The uttermost farthing. Teaching about anger.
1: (laughs) That's right. So what would happen if someone who killed or who was angry with another without cause? they
0: shall be in danger of the du- judgment they Not shall be in danger of the judgment the
1: judgment the judgment the judgment so yeah this is interesting that it says the judgment right says, now remember you can't be angry without a cause being, there's got to be a cause right 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 so whosoever shall say to his brother raka which means empty head shall be in danger of the council but whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger yeah
0: the word Raka yeah it's it means empty head don't call somebody you know an empty head yeah Raka you know and of course the fool could be synonymous but I want to bring this out this just came to my mind it's okay to be offended and have to deal with something but see the the angry part is that you're holding it right you didn't take that offense and deal with it so now you're angry at your brother right without a cause sure because if you have the offense, then you settle it.
1: Well, and there's there's um, a couple interesting things here. Raka meaning empty head. This is, a, I think, a, an, an idiom referring to somebody that's ignorant, right? So this is empty head saying they're just dumb, right? They don't get yeah. it. But when you call somebody a fool, you're saying that they have poor character. And so you're saying that they know better and they're doing something anyways, right? right? And so that's, I think, where the, the delineation is because it's pretty interesting here. It says, Raka shall be in danger of the council, but those that are saying thou fool is in danger of actual hellfire. I mean, that's a big distinction, right. you know? And so anger typically entails a desire to damage or destroy the other person, either in some personal way or literally in the form of murder. Thinking of Cain and Abel from Genesis. It is the
0: example, yeah. Yeah. So Cain was wrath. Because God didn't accept his sacrifice. Right. His offering. Yeah. And he murdered Abel.
1: He did. You know, and there's also, so he was
0: offended and he was angry.
1: Right. Well, and you know, it's funny. It's, it's actually the, probably the best example in the Bible because...
0: Think about it. That's without a cause.
1: Well, right, right. What did Abel do? Not, nothing to him. Yeah. Wow. But, sure. but consider it this way. So prior to Cain killing Abel, no one had ever murdered anybody. That's true. So they didn't know what death was. No one had ever died. Whereas like today, if you go and you go to murder somebody, you are making that action well knowing the consequences. Whereas I don't know that Cain yeah, we're talking that, about murder because in, in battle, you have to kill. But the sin here is the anger. And I think that's the point. Cain was angry and he, his anger caused him to take bad actions. Right. So right? he
0: didn't deal with the offense correctly.
1: Exactly. And so that's the go. sin, whereas the murder is obviously a consequence Of the actual sin itself, of anger, uh, or withholding that anger. With another without a cause. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: See, there's no cause there for him to do that.
1: No. No, calling someone a fool is closely related to anger in that it represents a destructive attack on one's character and identity.
0: Yeah. A fool says there's no God. Yeah. I
1: pity the fool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mr. T. I pity the fool. So, you know, there's a couple examples. Like, uh, I know in, I think it's in Romans 12. Um, that uh, Paul talks about um, the way that, you know, you're supposed to handle things, right? Um, Pretty sure it's here. So Romans 12, I think, maybe it's, I'll have to look for it. But he talks about uh, the heaping of coals, right? You know, that like the way you deal with somebody in your anger, um, Yeshua is going to give us some examples here and it's better, you know, to treat people with kindness than it is to treat to you know give evil for evil so to speak that's right? good so uh, here's what it says in uh, twenty three and twenty four it says therefore if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift
0: so what do you think uh...
1: well here Yeshua reminds his listeners that if you bring your gift to the altar without reconciling with an offended party, God is not going to receive your intended offering. So Very good. He wants you to get along.
0: I want you to be one as I and the Father are one. That's what Yeshua would say. Remember? Love right. one another. Right, exactly. I want right. you to be one as I and my Father are one.
1: Well, there's a principle here. And, and if there's an
0: offense, it has to be dealt with.
1: I think a lot of people carry it. Use examples like the one I'm about to give you to say that the offering is done away with. But I'm going to show you kind of how the pattern works that Yeshua says, even Yeshua, and this is Yeshua saying this, go make it right with your brother and then bring your offering. Um, And I think that this is an important distinction because you can't just not make things right and then just ask for Calls it a gift. But think about it. You, you're like, oh, please forgive me, Lord. But you're continuing in the behavior or you're continuing to wrong somebody. You know, you need to go make it right with that person and then come and ask for forgiveness to the Lord. And here's what it says. This is uh, Psalm 51 uh, verses uh, 15 through 19. And so it says here, O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Now, I think most people stop here when they're thinking about this. and say, see, God doesn't want your sacrifices or your offerings. But here's what it continues to say. It says, do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. And then verse 19 is the kicker. It says, then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then they shall offer bulls on your altar. So again, the point here is get your heart right and then bring your gift. It's the same thing that Yeshua is saying here. Because where
0: your heart is, that's where your treasure is. That's right. Where that's, your treasures, that's where your heart is.
1: Um, all right, let's keep rolling. Um, so why would you want to agree with your adversary quickly, as Yeshua talks about in Matthew okay, five twenty five? Okay, Basically,
0: so he doesn't deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. So, try to settle out of court as best you can. Yes. Because, you know, you can go in and talk about the bullet points. But, yeah, that's if you want to read those bullet points. Well, so, so you should. You, sh- you want to try to settle out of court if you can. It's much better than to drag yourself into court because then you could lose really big or be punished even greater.
1: Yeah. So, Yeshua urges us to go out of our way to avoid legal conflicts before human judges. Yeah. The payment of debt and the prison referred to here simply mean the normal legal process that one would encounter in a civil suit. Now, I've been in a situation where, you know, I'm and I think we're gonna to get to, to some more of this, but I read these verses uh, because they were the cross reference for the Torah portion, you know? And uh, right before going into mediation, and let's just say the standard that God sets for us as believers is higher than the one that He sets for unbelievers. And I think That's true. I think that can be, you know, can be That's rough true. sometimes. There are no technicalities in the yep. kingdom of God. All right. That's right. So so the point here, the sin that creates anger or that creates murder is anger. And that we should want to be at peace with our neighbors. That's true. Amen. We should want to go the extra mile to give grace and mercy because we've been given so much grace and mercy. And so Yeshua, in the in the end of last week's portion that we read, when we got down to verse 20, 17 through 20 talks about how the law is not done away with, right? That the law is still relevant. But I think he's making this point now to say that, hey, we've misunderstood what the law really means. We're saying, oh, don't murder, but you can be as angry as you want and take people to court and yada, yada, yada. Right. Because it's not strictly you know, prohibited in the law. But Yeshua is saying if you're harboring anger in your heart against your brother, and, and think about it, things that would cause you to go to court, like if you were tempted to sue somebody, that's something that's probably going to make you angry <laughs> at that person. Right? And so yeah. what he's saying is the seed of anger is what you don't want to water. And then your decisions will be different. It's kind of
0: like how about a family that goes into an estate, you know, Oh yeah. after a death, and then the estate, How many people the walk away from that table angry? Yeah, who's got the power of attorney? Who's got you know, what's the other term? The title.
1: Oh, the, um, the trustee. Or trustee. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, the executor. Executor. Yeah, the executor well, of the put estate. You in the light. <laughs> I'll be in big trouble. Like it's, I'm just doing what yeah, it says. Yeah, it's so
0: true. The. uh... You know, the payment of debt in the prison referred to here simply means uh, the normal legal process that one would encounter in a civil suit. Talking about the farthing, you know. Yeah. If if uh, has paid the utmost farthing, you know, the, the 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 litigation, the 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 price right of that particular civil suit. Um, so it's very interesting to see all of this. Um, very interesting. Very very interesting. All right. Let's jump into Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. This is titled Lust, or Sin Begins in the Heart. And Ryan's going to read verses 27 through 30. So this is all about lust, and it's also about Sin Begins in the Heart.
1: All right. So you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Man.
0: So what commandment did Yeshua say you would break to whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her? Just uh, to look. That would be adultery. The You're commandment just, just against window adultery. Shopping.
1: <laughs> it's window shopping.
0: You're just window shopping. <laughs> wow. So 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 here's the deal. Lust begins in the heart, the center of a person's identity and will. It is not enough to maintain physical purity alone. One must guard against engaging mentally in an act of unfaithfulness. Amen. Take captive every thought.
1: Well, and it Cast always begins here
0: imaginations. and here before it ends up as a physical action. Right, so it's like you gotta take action. Now, ultimately, it would be better for a person to be physically maimed than to go to hell forever. However, doing physical damage to oneself does not in any way guarantee entrance into heaven. Right. Now, it's interesting that I've not done an in-depth study, but the bottom line is that, it's kind of sad, but sexual immorality is idolatry. Mm. Idolatry is sexual immorality. Yes. So it leads you into both. It's kind of synonymous in a way. Right. So the worst sins to commit the ones against yourself, you know, because you were bought with a price. But the thing that that gets me, though, is like the golden calf incident started with idolatry, ended up in sexual immorality. Right. Next generation comes along, very next generation. What do they do? Well, they commit what?
1: Idolatry. No. Or sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Which leads to idolatry. idolatry. Right.
0: Belpior, 24,000, died of a plague. Oof. So... What's the reason for COVID-19? Some have said, you know, the shedding of innocent blood. You know, that generation never, you know, stood up for the unborn babies and should have done something better. Right. More, more of a, you know, activist in that area. Uh, just something to think about. But once again, everyone was affected. So now here we
1: are. And uh, the big question so, I get from people on this one is, are we actually supposed to pluck out our eye or cut off our hand?
0: It just means to really be obedient. Uh, monitor yourself. Well, I think I you think that the point. So Let's say like cable. Okay. I got I cut the cable. It's I mean, like a hand or yes, a foot. Yes. Okay. What's causing me to stumble? So I Get think rid of it. I think you hit the nail on the head. Oh, I go to the beach and I just I go to the family section. They're still not wearing clothes.
1: Your eye does not act on its own, and your hand does not act on and its own. And your
0: eye is never satisfied. So
1: you can pluck your eyes out all day and still lust. There you go. So and you can you can pl- cut your hand off and still steal with the other one. Or whatever you know, right. whatever it is, it's causing you to. That's to do. right. It's not. It doesn't guarantee you interest in the your head. eye or your hand. It's right. a condition of the heart. That's right. So we can discern that obviously we're not plucking out our eye. We're cutting right. out whatever it is that's causing us to sin. That's so good. if going to a certain place causes it? you to sin, absolutely. like absolutely, you can't go to the the public pool anymore or the right. beach. That's right. Then don't do it.
0: That's it. I had somebody tell me that. I so said, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what's Yeshua doing? He's taking the Torah to another level.
1: Well, he's showing the spirit behind it, right? He's showing I, he's showing you the interpretation. I think what what men have a tendency to do, especially when it comes to legal matters and referring to the law, because what happened is they had to- contorted the, the the Torah into a legal system that they could find loopholes around and sidesteps and things See like how that. How close are, I
0: can get before I burn?
1: Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I don't think that was the point. I think Yeshua is showing that they've missed the point. He's saying if you're doing this, then you're not you're not following Torah. You're you're just Boy, pretending. You're do's and
0: don'ts, huh? Right.
1: Yeah, because we can get stuck in the letter of the law. But the spirit of the law, I would argue, is actually more strict and possibly even more harsh in the punishment than the letter of the law. Whereas people would think the opposite. Oh, we're keeping the spirit of the law now. It's like, well be careful what you wish for, you know? This is this is so true. Oh man. We need a new heart. We do. So I'm gonna
0: read uh Matthew th- chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. This is just one word divorce. Ooh. This one's good. It so is, I'm going to turn is. it over to you. I'm going to read it then turn it over to Ryan. He's going to read the bullet points and everything and lay this out. I'm going to see how good of a disciple he is. Then <laughs> I'll have to interject if I need to. You, you can. Because this is so awesome, everybody. Because yeah. we, we see this all the time. Yep. This has definitely been taken out of context.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced commit adultery. the cause of fornication is the only reason that you can divorce, supposedly in this context, but go ahead, Ryan, what do you got?
1: uh maybe maybe I don't want to cover this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little well, touchy you know, subject.
0: We're not divorced. I'm um,
1: praise praise God. By God's grace. Amen. <laughs> She's keeping me around. All right. So I'm gonna go through some bullet points and then I kind of want to summarize all of this together. But um so Yeshua bases his teaching on God's original intention that marriage should be a permanent union of a man and woman as one flesh. That's good. Okay. And so God declares that a woman who has who was given a bill of divorcement from her husband and goes to be another man's wife, she cannot return to the previous husband because that would be an abomination. And you could find this in Deuteronomy chapter 24 verses 1 through 4. This is a very very clear so the, Torah law in the Torah. says
0: just so I understand this yes, correctly. Yes. That if I'm married to this woman and I give her a divorcement, yes. Okay. She can't come back to me if she's been with another man.
1: Well, if she goes and marries another man, then right. she can't come
0: back. She can't come back to the original husband right. because that is an abomination.
1: But if she didn't go off and be with another man or marry someone else, then she could come back. Very good point. So this is making the this distinction. Is about
0: unfaithfulness, breaking the <laughs> government.
1: And the God says that this would be an abomination. She
0: has to be with another man.
1: Correct. She has
0: to be guilty of of adultery.
1: So this is this is where you know I think about the gospel, and I think about pieces of the gospel that maybe the church isn't teaching, and we're going to get into one of the big pieces of the gospel I think we're missing out on, and that is why Yeshua had to die on the cross. That's right. So Paul in Romans chapter seven, verses one through four. He declares in his letter, starting in verse 2, For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Uh, Paul goes on to say in uh, verse 4, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. God divorced the house of Israel and not Judah for the sin of adultery. Yeshua, the son of God, took on flesh and be- and came as the second Adam to renew the marriage covenant. Now, you could find the divorce in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 8. I think you can also find it in Isaiah. I forget which verse that is. And then you can find part of the renewal in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 47. So right. I encourage you to look up those verses. However, I want to just give you a clear picture of what this means. This means that when God gave the northern kingdom of Israel a bill of divorce and scattered them through the nations, thereby, you know, including the believers throughout the nations in Israel as a, as a commonwealth, that the divorced wife who's gone off and played the harlot and adultery and gone into paganism, taken on, you know, the practices of pagan religions has, you know, quick keeping tour, all of those things and played the harlot, so to speak, um, is only able to come back to the husband. If the husband dies. I know. So Yeshua, in order to, to be the bridegroom, renew that covenant that the bride could now come back and marry. Had to die in order to release the bride of the law of divorce. Life's changing. If there was another way, he would have done it. This is true. If he, he had can't, to die, he can't break the law. Even Ezekiel 36 goes into talking about forgiveness and repentance and and God's mercy, right? The Old Testament provided a way where God could forgive the repentant sinner. Ezekiel 18 goes all through that, how somebody could be unrighteous their whole life, turn to righteousness, and God would not remember their unrighteousness. no pleasure in
0: anyone who perishes.
1: Exactly right. So God's always been merciful. He's always been a forgiving God. But we cannot make it as the bride— without him dying on the cross for us, so that then we would be released from the law.
0: And that's the most important thing to know. That oh, we are big. justified by the finished work of the cross. He has just done so much. Absolutely. And see, we're in the flesh here, we're natural, but the thing mm. is, God is a spirit, and I think it's outstanding as a Christian, being born again, to really appreciate that that love for us, because right. he, can't, he can't go mm. against his own laws. Right, he can't go against spiritual laws because he's a spirit. Right, and that's why you know Satan didn't understand all this. No, he didn't put it all together. No,
1: he thought he was the winner.
0: He thought if he could kill him, he would win. Yep. but he lost.
1: That's right. He lost. Yeah, but yeah. So there's one more thing on divorce that I wanna I wanna mention. Um, I think that there's probably people that are watching that are remarried. Right, they've they've had a husband uh, and they've divorced or or whatever. Um, first, I want to say that the blood of Yeshua is a redeeming blood and he can forgive like who, who are we, to point the finger right? and there, I mean,
0: there's only one unpartible sin right. too i want to throw that out there amen, to everyone amen.
1: and and g- even yeshua when the woman caught in adultery was thrown at his feet he says where are your accusers you know and they're gone right no i don't i don't condemn you either go and sin no more right so we have an opportunity when we come to yeshua to receive forgiveness and then go and sin no more that's the opportunity given to all of us and so i would say that that opportunity is given to these folks as well but i also want to make another point i think that You know, the society that the Bible um, speaks in and is written in is more of a patriarchal society than even we have today, right? There's a a patriarchy, a system where the man is the head of the house, right? Men are um, seen as the leadership role in these things and that women are a supporting role, right? It's the curse of Adam. This is a biblical truth. I can't, you know, give you one way or the other around that. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. But people focus when they read this verse on the woman and how the woman will now be an adulteress if she goes on and marries another man. But I would contend that Yeshua is actually pointing his finger at both of the men in this situation. He's not pointing his finger at the woman because he says it like this here. Let me read it in the uh, New Testament
0: when they caught the woman in adultery.
1: No, I'm talking about the, the divorced woman. Here. Oh. So uh, so it says here, it says, uh, Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a woman who is divorced responsible for commits adultery. Charges. In both cases, we're pointing the finger at the man for a divorce without real grounds, right. and we're pointing the finger at the other guy for marrying a woman who should still be married, and and going into that with that, that knowledge. That's a good point. Both of them based are committing that. the
0: adultery. That's based on that point. That's a very good point. Right. Because if she's divorced, they're going to assume it was adultery. Yeah.
1: Well, And so, men, the, 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 the onus is on you to have a good, strong right. biblical marriage. Right. It is, it is your job. It is your responsibility to be the leader of your house. And that means that the responsibility of the sin of your household is on you. So when you put her out of the house and she has no longer any way to provide for herself, she needs a husband, right? Especially in the economic system uh, that this is written in. What is she supposed to do? You are the one forcing the adultery.
0: Why around. are we so quick to judge everybody, exactly right. everybody and everything? Like the woman caught in adultery, where was the man at? Then he says, hey, if you guys don't have any sins, yeah, exactly. throw we'll, the first rock, go right, ahead. Right. And the older guys are like, because they've been living a long time, they know they got in trouble. Right. Down to the youngest, they dropped their rocks. That's right. Where are your accusers? Uh-huh. Go and sin no more.
1: Right. That exactly. was good.
0: This is a, the, probably the most powerful part of this. Part, 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 well, okay. Of scripture
1: so right. actually before this, if I was a scribe, I would probably cut the rest out because it's just a little, it's rough. This is rough. The next parts Because the standard for us is just set so high.
0: Maybe he's setting us up. We saw a little template or a pattern last week, I believe. We saw a pattern. Yeah. About the Beatitudes leading up to something. Yes. Yeah. yeah leading yeah. up to doing the Torah. Living it, right yeah I think that's what it was yeah absolutely and we're salt and light that's right so it's kind of interesting so here's the beatitudes get your attitude yep you know I, I, I I'm trying to memorize the fruit of the spirit let's see if I can do it that's right, here all right here we go love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance that's, the, the that's definitely the
1: King James Version.
0: It is. It's definitely yeah. King James yeah, all yeah. the way. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I'm trying to fill myself with the Word and yeah. kind of go and chew on it and go over it.
1: Well, I've said this many times, but I think a good barometer for all of us is when we wake up each day is to grade yourself.
0: Well, look at the Beatitudes. If you start off with that, I mean, can you start your day off any other way than like that? Because then what do he do? He says, okay, you did the Beatitudes. Now you're salt. And your are Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and now, oh, you want to do Torah and live it? You'll be greater in the kingdom. See, he's built up to that. Yeah. you say, oh, I got Torah, but I'm a jerk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's I don't up. have
0: gentleness. Yeah. Or I'm rude.
1: Well, and that's what I mean. So, I'm, I'm Okay, so saying. at the beginning of the day, you start with the Beatitudes. That's a good idea. And at oh, the wow. end of the day, grade yourself by the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, man. Love, joy, peace, patience, Shh. kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Oh, my gosh.
0: So why don't we hit the, uh, the oaths here? I'm going to start off here with... Uh, Why don't you read uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37. We're into oaths now.
1: Oaths. All right. Not (laughs) oaths, All right. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from
0: the evil one. Wow, now we talked about divorce. Now we're going to talk about oaths. That's right. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. Mm. Now the word forswear... It's, it's the Greek word epiorkeo. In the Greek, it comes from epiorkos, and it means to commit perjury. Right. It's a lie. So let's say you, you know, hey, I, uh, I've caught myself where I would say, and, and, I, and I, I guess I shouldn't do it, but, you know, I, I'd be like, hey, listen, I'll put my hand on the Bible, I'll swear to God. Ooh. Boy, yeah, I better be right, right? Oh, for sure. If I'm, right, I'm going to swear to God, it could be perjury. You know, in this, I'm con- wrong.
1: Yeah, in this context, I'm thinking these people God. are at the temple making these oaths. Think about this. So
0: an <laughs> oath involved invoking God's name to guarantee the truth of one's statements. Just like I said, if I say, I'll put my hand on the Bible and swear to God, will you?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You know what? i have <laughs> No, I did you that. You have said that. I said that to you, didn't I've I? Said that. And then I started
0: reading this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not putting my hand on the Bible. Yeah, maybe the lightning strikes. I should I don't start know. ducking. So here, here's the very interesting thing. So we're so adamant. I swear to God, you know, I'm telling you, not me. I'm not doing that no more. Yeshua was saying that you are not to swear at all. Let's see, instead, their character should be of such integrity that their words can be believed without an oath. Yeah. So Yeshua was saying that you were not to swear at all. Don't do it. Yeah, he's always going to read it twice.
1: Yeah, he says, but let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. It's yes or no. Right. Not call me maybe. (laughs) Just waiting by the phone.
0: Call me maybe. That's a song. It was a hit. Call me maybe. That's a knee slapper. That's not. See, that's not biblical.
1: So let me ask you a question. It's not a biblical song. Why is it important then to be a man or a woman of your word? You
0: know, I've instilled that in my family and my kids hold me to it. Yeah. Because I tell them. So let's just say I I I, I tell my, my my two girls, they get like a little massage and they'll do my back yeah. and they put a little lotion on there and they, they're my little massage therapists. Yeah. And I say, you're going to get a prize, you know, or I'll say, we're going to go to the candy barrel.
1: Oh, the candy barrel. In the mall with the little white bags, Ooh, and you can pick out some candy. Yeah.
0: Well, let me tell you something. They hold me to it. I bet they Daddy, do. Daddy, you are a man of your oh, word. That's how
1: Abigail is.
0: But it is true, though. There's nothing worse than breaking your word to your children. Oh, man. That's right. You know, just like if I say to Adea I'm going to your soccer game. She's looking for me. What if I don't show up? See, I didn't keep my word. So I'm learning about that. Keep our word. And, you know... Never make decisions when you're sick or tired or angry or indifferent. Don't make decisions. Calm down, take a break, and never let anybody drive you or give you peer pressure to, you know, to make a deal or do something when you're not prepared to. Say, so, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not prepared to, to give you an answer right now. Well, I gotta have an answer. Listen, I cannot give you an answer right now, yes or no. I just can't give you, any. I gotta think about this. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean you gotta go to your wife? I had somebody tell me, <laughs> I, I said, I said, I need to go to the board. And they said, I don't have to go to the board.
1: You yeah. have to go to the board? Yeah.
0: I said, yeah, I have to bring it before the board. Yeah. But see, I, I can't speak out of churn. Yeah. I would have went against my word. Because then think about the repercussions. Well, I said to somebody that we would do it, and then the board says no. And then I'd say, well, no, I can't do it because I went to the board, but I told you yes. Yeah. You see how it gets all convoluted?
1: Yeah. Anybody that doesn't understand talking to your advisors— about something so that you can understand all aspects of a situation and maybe find if there's a blind spot for you? Because you might be right in your instinct, but maybe you're not. You could be rash. Right? Don't be rash. So so let me ask you a question. Are you a child of God or a child of the devil? I'm a child of God. You are a child of God. That's right. So if we're going to be men and women of our word, that makes us children of God. Because why? Because the devil is the father of lies. Right? There is no truth in him. And so when we Say yes, but mean no. You ever heard of the yes man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Not good. Not good at all. People can't tell people no. There's a book out called Your Best Yes, and it's about saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? But the whole point is that every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. It, it, it's funny because, like, my, my children would come up, and Tim
0: Hawkins does this little routine about telling his children no. He doesn't have any problem with that. And his <laughs> child would come up, hey, um, No. Yeah. And then uh, they'll come up and they'll do something. He'll be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He'll come up with all kinds of creative ways to say, uh, "Ah, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. And so don't be afraid to say no.
1: Yeah. I could tell you that, um, you know, from having children, uh, saying no can be a problem for them. Um, sometimes they really, uh, have decided that they really want something. And uh, sometimes oh, saying no can be painful, right? I've had to tell,
0: yeah, there was a situation, you know, like an event yeah. with my daughter. And I went, uh, no, don't feel good about that. Yeah. I hear you. So it's good to be a man or woman of your word. Boy, I tell you, we need that today. Yeah. You know, we we talk about the flip-flops, people flip-flopping. Are yep. you pro-life? Are you pro-choice? What, what, what's your stand on that? Yeah. What, what about, you know, what, what is your... What is your take on Israel and supporting Israel? A bunch of politicians. The, the politics of it all. You uh,
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, so Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 42. I think it's my turn to read. Retaliation. This is retaliation. I think this is the section from now, from here forward, is where I wanted to cut out. I'll yeah, like, let's you know, let's do this. You have heard that it hath been said,
0: an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, BT. <laughs> That wasn't good. Jesus But the pirate, I say right? it to you <laughs> pirate Jesus. that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou. Away. Interesting. Boy, if you really take that literally, break it down for us, Ryan.
1: So this was the the cross reference for the Torah portion that includes eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? You want to give those references and I to was, people? Uh, uh, yeah, you could find that in Exodus twenty one, twenty four, Leviticus twenty four, twenty, and Deuteronomy nineteen twenty one. So it's actually in there. Right.
0: In that regard.
1: Oh, absolutely. And this is not to be taken literally, though, but to understand that when harm was done to another, there has to be restitution. Absolutely. Or to make sure punishment fits the crime, right? Right. You you can't like, and that you have equal punishment across the board. Right. You're not going to
0: take somebody's eye out or knock somebody's tooth out, but what you're going to do is you're going to have a form of
1: restitution for the harm that was done. Exactly. Now, I read these verses... Back when I was getting ready to go to mediation for a business partner dispute, and that's right. Um, wow, boy, that was rough. Because I'm like literally studying for the podcast and the tour portion for Monday nights, and I'm going through the cross references. And I it was just, in the
0: Old Testament, the eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Right, was that time is that time. And I so
1: I I, I stumble in. To these verses yeah. in the New Testament. And it's okay because if it says eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, it's like, oh, I'm getting an eye and a tooth today. That's right. But no. No, 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 no. no. Yeshua goes on. And that's where we run into problems. And that's what I mean. Like maybe I we know. could just like get a black marker or something. That's why I like the title retaliation. So here's the problem. So what did Yeshua say to do if someone struck you in the right cheek? You turned to him the other also. So I don't know that I am... So pious that like if somebody were to walk up to me and randomly slap me on the right cheek, that I would be like,
0: oh, here, you have, have, to defend yourself. have the other one. Yeah.
1: I don't know that that would be my reaction. So what did Yeshua say to do if someone will sue you at the law and take away your coat? Let him have your cloak also. So reading something like that, let's just say I went to mediation ready to to be like the Heisman Trophy and just stiff arm him, Right. And, and then walk out and be like set a court date. But let's just say we settled out of court.
0: But what about this, though? Remember, it also says, and I didn't use this in here, though. uh, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. It was told that the Roman soldiers could make you carry stuff for a mile. Oh, okay. And so when they came to you and they said, hey, you got to help me carry this stuff. He said, okay, that was required from the Roman soldier to command that from you. And he says, go ahead and carry it two miles. You know, that's interesting historical context. That, that brought out.
1: Just the other day I heard uh, we were discussing the um, the armor of God in a study that was going on at my office. And one of the guys mentioned that the Roman soldiers used to wrap their shields in leather straps or whatever. So they had this leather strap that would go all the way around their shield. And they would soak that in water so that when the fiery darts were shot, that it would extinguish those fiery darts. And I was thinking the shield of faith, you know, so it's just like thing, that your shield could actually extinguish the fiery darts. So that was a picture they all had in their minds, understanding that, that reality. So those little historical contexts just give you just that extra little bit of
0: all understanding. All
1: the fiery darts, the shield of faith, can quench all the fiery darts. Yeah. They mean, All of them. Yeah, we need a big your shield. shield of faith. Yeah, that's right.
0: When we wake up, the devil should tremble.
1: Yeah. So Jesus finishes this section when he says, Give to them that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. And so here Yeshua teaches about not depending on restitution, but to give up your own personal rights and become unselfish. So imagine yeah. a world yeah. where everyone is personally doing what they can to keep the Torah. Because I always say, right, the Torah is not for you to do this. The Torah is for you to do this, right? So you don't point your finger yeah. at everybody else. You're pointing right. your finger at yourself. So if we're all working towards becoming good stewards and becoming more like Yeshua, keeping the Torah, right, then we won't have a need then to hold things against other people right because we're keeping the Torah by providing that restitution but we're not going to assume that everybody else is going to do we're going to give grace and mercy to everyone else but hopefully they're also doing to others right as you would like for them to exactly do them to. you, you want them like to... that you know thank you holy spirit
0: this concept of restitution Ryan is very interesting I always use the example let's say somebody lets me read a book and they let me borrow a book say hey I'll let you read this but make sure you give it back and I don't mark yeah. it or anything, but I spill coffee on it yeah okay the restitution is actually giving the book back right and plus 20 percent Oof! so you go on Amazon Prime get the best price you get the book, and every how much that book is, you add the 20% to that. That's some is dollars in the book, yeah. But what Yeshua is saying here, that he requires that of people that are in his kingdom.
1: But a lot of people are not in our kingdom. But see, I'm kind of a, I'm a little more of a, like a Pharisee. So I would say that book's value that they had has obviously depreciated by at least 50%. <laughs> I know. So when I provide them a brand new book, I'm already above the 20% restitution. You know, I know
0: somebody that was in a car accident <laughs> and, and something happened, they settled you know, between themselves or whatever, and paid it, and the person actually covered the damage of the car and gave twenty percent extra for the work wow, because they learned they learned restitution in the in the torah, so it's kind of interesting when you learn that it's a game changer It sure is it's just a game changer
1: imagine the blessings of God that rain on that person's life for being the type of person with that character to do that right i mean I can just imagine. yeah let's
0: let's finish up with the uh, the enemies now. Boy, I tell you, it seems like it's, it's getting harder and harder. That's what like I'm you saying. you passed this hurdle, know. now you got this one. I know. Okay, you got through divorce. Now you got through keeping your word, right? Now all of a sudden, man, there's no restitution. Now all of a sudden you're like, all right, and I want you to love your enemies. We I thought Jesus this.
1: was supposed to make things easier. This doesn't fe- I, Let's go back to the Torah portions.
0: Well, you know, he he. we're going to discuss
1: this. I but can handle I Let's, for let's check
0: eye. out Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. Ryan, let's go ahead and read that.
1: All right. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Je- Pirate Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more? What do you do more than the others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect.
0: All right, what do you got there? You know, what, what, what does Yeshua say on the cross? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Ugh. His enemies?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the King James says, publicans, um, that verse uh, 43 is, uh, you have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Now, uh, the Old Testament never specifically says this, uh, that anyone should hate his Uh, his or her enemy. That's true. Yeshua is correcting not the Old Testament itself, but only a misinterpretation of the Old Testament. And the only thing that I could find was that um, there was never an instruction to hate and there was never an instruction uh, to curse, but there was an instruction not to seek the peace or prosperity of the Midianites or the Ammonites in Deuteronomy chapter 23 uh, because of what they did. And it says forever. So, I guess Israel and the Midianites are not well, going to be know, friends. Let's,
0: that's let scripture interpret scripture. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like I said, you know, the Old Testament never says that anyone should hate his or her enemy. Yeshua is correcting not the Old Testament itself, but only misinterpretations of the Old Testament. Right. You've heard that it was said. See, uh, he says, but I say unto you. Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. This could be a boss at work or your co-laborer, I mean, anything. But Yeshua makes it clear that this is what the father wants from his children. The father also makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good. This is true. The father also sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Yeshua makes it very clear that it is easy to love those that love you But the Father wants us to love our enemies. Boy, I had to learn that with some bad bosses at the box plant. They were tough, boy. I'd have to just pray salvation over them and blessings and just I had to bite the bullet. You know, imagine that some guy's waiting at the time clock for you and for 12 hours. He's gonna be coming at you some different way, you know, and you're like, "What is going on
1: here?" Yeah, some people are sadistic, like they got just nothing better to do, like a like a mean child against a cat I want you or something.
0: To, to pick, see, God was preparing me for ministry. Yeah, imagine your boss <laughs> is waiting for you at the time <laughs> clock, and he's looking at you, and you punch in, and then he comes right at you. Yeah, he's like just waiting to get you. My boss it was a strange. My boss
1: waits stuff. on me, you know, at the time clock, and then comes at me, you know. That guy, I tell you. So, so and who um, is that guy? Is it you? It's me. It's yeah. Yourself. yeah. Wow. You know,
0: you know, how many times do we have enemies in our life that we have to deal with? I'm very fortunate. I'm yeah. kind of sheltered. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I'm going to have an enemy, I mean, I don't think it's going to. He's going to stay in the church, do you? I don't know. I don't know how that. No, works. just how, how. Is this is this an unsaved person?
1: Remember, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Long suffering. That's right. Not just suffering, long suffering. That's long. Yeah, long being But How long is it? As long as it takes. Learn the lesson. Learn the lesson. All right, so I want to read Proverbs chapter 25, verses 21 and 22. I feel like it's relevant. What are you reading? Proverbs chapter 25, verses 21 and 22. And actually, Paul quotes this, and I think in Romans, I was talking about this earlier. This is what he's quoting. Uh, It says here in 21, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. That's Proverbs? hmm It's also in Romans because it's quoting this. But I think the point here that God is making through, uh, I'm guessing Solomon here, is that if you kill him with kindness, so to speak, you'll go a lot further because our job is to be above reproach. And so real lasting change can only come through love. We can fight fire with fire all day. Um, but if we truly bring our um, our love to people, it, it has the power to break down barriers and strongholds. I think it's Romans twelve twenty if you're looking for it. Um, is what Paul says now. There's a verse right before this in Proverbs, verse 20, and it says this. It says Romans 12:20. 12, 12, Romans 12:20. 12, yep.
0: And he's quoting Proverbs or not?
1: He is quoting Proverbs. Yeah. Let's just read it. We'll go to Romans 12:20 real quick. Now, that way, oh wow. That way I can put this because I was looking for it earlier and I was thought it was 12:4, but it's actually 12:20. That's 20. interesting. So 12:20 says. Uh, let's start with 19. It says, "Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give, pl- uh, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written." vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him a drink for in doing so you will keep coals of fire on his head do not be over uh, do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with God
0: do we need that today there's so many enemies so much evil
1: this is this is how we should live our lives and he's this is to the Italians the Romans. <laughs> Italy, right? The
0: Italians. The Romans.
1: The Romans. <laughs> so if you're not Italian, then you don't
0: worry about it. So it says here, though, this is where it gets to be very interesting. Okay. Okay, so you're in a situation now with the enemies. Yeah. It says here, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Matthew five forty-eight. Be ye therefore perfect. Now, check out this word. What is this word? Strong's G, 5046. Teleos. Teleos. The word teleos is perfect, and it means complete mental and moral character. Wow!
1: Does that have anything to do with the word to telestai, which is what J- Yeshua said it is finished?
0: That's interesting. I was thinking like telescope or something, or yeah. Teleos is it, is that what it said here? Let's let's do that again. This is the Blue Letter Bible. Strong's G five thousand forty six. Teleos.
1: Teleos. So, to telestai is the word that Yeshua, that's, that's what it's quoted as saying when he says it is that's finished. That's what's
0: fun to get into all these Greek words. That's the Blue Letter Bible app for those of you that are wondering. Mm-hmm. You can pronounce all these cool words in front of people and impress them. So, but what does it mean? It means complete mental and moral character. So perfect. you're not going to let the enemy get the best of you. So perfect. You're going to you're going to not exchange evil for evil.
1: And I think that's that's this is the practical application of that verse. Be perfect It's to be above reproach. To always be making the good decision despite what the other people are doing, right? So when your enemy comes to you, give him bread, give him drink, right? Right. And by doing so, it's the same as leaping coals over his head. So you actually have more success with kindness than you would with fighting fire with fire. Now, one last little thing here is uh, verse 20 of Proverbs 25 says, like one who takes away a garment in cold weather and like vinegar on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. And so I I think that um, part of what we're seeing here through this is that people hurt people hurt people. And if we treat people with kindness that are treating us poorly, many times we can break down the, the true barriers and get to the heart of the matter and thereby coming away with a friend. And I know that in the past, when I have practiced this, while it was hard in the beginning, it always worked out better in the end. But when I fight fire with fire and I use my yeah. stubborn head to fight somebody else's stubborn head.
0: Anger never resolves anything either. When you realize it anger, anger is nothing.
1: And the point, the point? Yeah, the point is also not to be a doormat. I don't think that um, that's the point either. But I will say this. When we truly esteem others higher than ourselves, then we don't really think of ourselves as a doormat. We think of ourselves as a, as a prop or a springboard for others. And when we take it from that regard and we're eternally minded in helping those that would, you know, be mean to us or whatever it is, then... Even if the person doesn't recognize it and come to their senses, our Father in heaven rewards us for those things.
0: I mean, it talks about a righteous indignation. Be angry, but sin not. When I look back at my own personal life, getting angry, it's not even worth it. No, it doesn't help. I mean, it, it's its like you're, you're reacting. Yeah. Instead of being proactive, you're reactive. Yeah. Ah, and you lose it. You know, it's funny how my wife and I take turns, you know, she'll lose it, then I'll lose it, but... We take turns. I think but my I wife think and I. I don't think we've ever do really done it together. Like just lost it together. It's always a balancing act. Or yeah. And, and she'll tell me, you know, why you need to chill out. You know, and I'll say, oh, you need to chill out. I mean, what's up with that? You know what I yeah, mean? I don't like, know. what are you doing? What's what's going on? You know, I gotta go out of my bedroom, out into the living room, and there's some some drama going on or something. You know, yeah. my wife's angry or something, or yeah, or
1: I get angry. I can't imagine Danielle getting angry. She's such a saint, you know. No, I'm just I mean, saying
0: that you know when I when I look back on it now, <laughs> anger doesn't solve anything. Oh yeah, it's really no good.
1: I, I agree. Really, I agree and disagree. I mean, I, mean I think saying, that we it, to be angry and sin not is yeah. to have a righteous anger. I think there is a righteous. Like anger. Like Yeshua
0: was angry at the money changers.
1: We're angry at the devil. You know, we're angry at yeah. sin. We're angry but, at but the fallen really, world.
0: You know, hurt ourselves or others if we're not careful
1: yeah i agree
0: so uh what two points can be learned from matthew chapter 5 verses 21 through 48 right what two things do you have that comes to your mind about this that my There's so much
1: my righteousness is woefully insufficient for my salvation really i um i don't even come close to the standard that yeshua sets not even uh, not even close so he's raised the bar. I sit here week in and week out. We read Torah. Yeah, we read the Bible. The I come to church every time the doors are open. Yeah, he raises the bar. And yeah. I am still a miserable failure. Wow. And, and a broken and just ignorant person. What's the second thing you got out of and this? And yet Yeshua, <laughs> right? Yeshua yeah. has saved me and given me a path yeah. back to God. And, and if you want to interpret
0: the Torah, just look, look at the Gospels. Amen, which is what we're doing. And, and that's what we need to be doing, but we're not.
1: Um, And then I would say the second thing is that uh, the standard that Yeshua sets is higher than the Torah. And as such, um, keeping his commandments is harder than keeping the Torah. So those that want to avoid the Torah, I would say maybe start there as a good little practice round for getting ready for Yeshua.
0: (laughs) You know, know, putting this together has made me really think about things. If you can
1: deny yourself pork chops or ribs, you know, then you can deny yourself the other things that Yeshua is calling you to deny.
0: It's it's so true. I mean, you know, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. For they shall be filled. Those are people that's my hanky. I ain't got You don't them. say I don't care. Well, of course we care. Yeah. Uh my two points are God divorced Israel because of adultery, yeah, but remarried us through his son. Man, what a
1: Wow. That's so foundational. That's I so mean how good. many
0: people even know that though? Yeah. Most Christians don't even know Most
1: that. Most Christians don't even associate the church with this. There was trail. a marriage covenant made. They think the church was be started in Acts 2. Yeah. but The ecclesia has always been. Right. So
0: so here's another one. This is what really stood out to me in the times in which we live. Yeah. Be a person of your word.
1: Ooh, man, that's really good.
0: Be a person of your word. Amen. You know, as a pastor, I don't like for people to patronize me or want to do things because I ask them. It's funny how I realize that I want to tell people, Listen, I, I got an opportunity for you. Would you be interested? Now, I want you to really tell me the truth, yes or no, because I don't want to put you out. You can tell me no. I tell them all that because when you're a pastor, they feel like they can't tell the pastor no.
1: Yeah. So I
0: want to make sure they feel comfortable. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I can thank you for that. And I tell them thank you because yeah. that's, that's what I want. Right. You know? So you got to be careful as you're, as, you, as a pastor going around asking people to do things or whatever because yeah. they're, they're all the yes people. Oh, I've got pastor asked, I got to do it. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, I didn't want to do it, or I really can't do it. And it's happened to me where I've asked people to do things. They said they could do it, then they couldn't do it. Then they were like, they felt bad. Yeah. Because they didn't do it, but they said they would, but they didn't want to do it in the beginning. Yeah.
1: So that's what I got. That's good. Praise God. Listen, uh, if we can take these verses and practically apply them to our lives, the. And then encourage others to do so, the the world would be a better place. That's all I have to say about that. I just really feel like that. So why don't you pray us out? No, it's your turn to pray. Okay. I prayed last week. Oh, Father, we love you. We thank you for your son. We thank you that you sent us a perfect example that we could look at him and his life and his teachings and his example and apply those things to our lives today and how we deal with each other's and how we interact with you, Father. So forgive us of our woeful, insufficient actions, our ignorance, Father, our sin. That we could be closer to you, Father, and that daily we would become more like you and more like your Son. We pray these things in the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Amen. 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 All right. All right. So you guys want to reach out to me, you can email me, Ryan at ryanattopraise.net. You can always comment on this video, uh, wherever it happens to be posted, or on the audio as well. Uh, we try to get back to those uh, as soon as possible. We love you guys. Bless you. Have a great week.